0: Hey everyone, I'm Mahana. And I'm Celine. And welcome back to another episode here at the We We Are Podcast. podcast. So, we didn't do news updates last week, so we're back again with some news updates for your Thanksgiving week. By the way, um, Thanksgiving will be a couple days
1: after we post this, so happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you eat lots of pumpkin pie. And have some
0: good time with your
1: family. Yes, and remember what you're thankful
0: for. Yes, exactly. All right. So, we have, honestly,
1: some of the most exciting news updates that we've had in a very long time. Okay, I gotta say, I'm so glad we did news updates this week, because we have a lot of good ones. Um, but I just want to add some of these are really, really heavy topics yes. that include stuff like um harassment or like abuse. so we just want to add sort of like a trigger warning like if you know that this might trigger you, just um be conscious of that and um definitely we don't want to like yeah trigger and we, anyone and we
0: definitely think that
1: it's kind of time to just like,
0: to, like, children should be aware of these things that are happening in the world, even if they are a little heavy, mm-hmm. because a lot
1: of people would just, like, shield their children from, like, these yeah. topics, but it's important to know, because it's real, and... But at the same time, like, if you've had experiences with this before, and you know, yeah. like, um, it's gonna trigger you, definitely just, like, do what you know is best for yeah, yourself. Yeah, but we, like, if you,
0: if you think you, if you just, like, want to learn more about it, and you're not gonna be, like, disturbed by it, we encourage you to, like, And you be might be aware. disturbed,
1: because, like, obviously I was disturbed, but not, like,
0: like to the disturb- point where you're like...
1: Yeah, you know, like, disturbed ra- in the way where you're like, how could a human do this? But, like, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. important just to be aware of what's happening in your world.
0: Yeah. So, let's let's get into the first update. <laughs> yes, um, this is the one that's been circling. This series. is a huge one. Um, huge. Okay, so let's yes. talk about it. So, this is a case of Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay. And this was a huge, big deal that everyone... Oh, my God. <laughs> I keep drinking water. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like... You drink
1: like a horse. Okay. I agree. I agree.
0: Anyway. Anyway. So basically, Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17 year old male who was also Caucasian, meaning white. Um, and he was kind of like when they were looking into like his social media account, they saw that he made multiple posts um kind of going for Blue Lives Matter and Humanize the bad yeah so blue lives
1: matter is like the yeah. movement for like supporting the cops and it's like kind of like the opposite of black lives matter yeah sort of. it's like supporting the cops versus the victims of yeah the Black a yeah. matter movement
0: so there was a lot of just evidence on there that he was had very radical views um and yeah. he was very pro-guns he also had like a very strong affinity for them um he had, like, videos showing him, like, having backyard target practice with his guns. Wow. He was just a very, very rightist person. You can tell from his posts. Um, He also, like, was known to hang around with a couple of white supremacists. Oh. Um, there was even, like, rumors going around that white supremacists bailed him out of jail, which, I, which is, like, true, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of his background. But um, back in 2020, there was a couple of like protest for this dude and they were kind of like just arguing against the blake case and that was just another case where they shot him and of course he died and it was in support of the black lives matter movement when all of that was like really like really on the media and so what happened was um he was going to he was like called apparently that's what he said that um he went to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to protect a car dealership because people at the car dealership, like, wanted him there to sort of, like, protect against protesters that were going to raid the car dealership. And so mm-hmm. he kind of thought of it as his duty, um, and he just wanted to, like, protect it. And the car dealership's name was CarSource, and this happened in August of 2020. So... He was just there to protect it, and he brought an AR-15 assault-style rifle, which, number one, he's 17, so it was, like, illegal for him to carry. number
1: two, that's, like, a really dangerous Yeah, it was illegally purchased. that's very, yeah. So,
0: that's, like, just keep that in mind. It was illegally purchased, and he wasn't, because in, actually, in Wisconsin, I believe some, like, underminers are allowed to hold guns, but not that type, and they're not allowed to purchase them, so it was illegal in many different ways. So, on this evening, he was protecting the car dealership, and a bit, people were, like, interviewing there, and there was actually a reporter from the Daily Caller that said, that, like, interviewed him, and he said, quote, our job is to protect the business, and part of my job is also to help the people. If there's someone hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because I need to protect myself, but I also have my um, med kit. So, he, like, was there, he had a medical kit, and he was going to protect anyone who got hurt. That's what mm-hmm. he said. Um but what so like then what happened basically in the first shooting um so he was like being like pursued by someone apparently like he said someone was chasing him and there was actually a video showing that like someone was chasing him and then like an <clears> unknown <throat> person's like rifle or gun shot into mm-hmm. the air oh um, so like he ran into a parking lot and then they someone like fired a handgun. And then they, he turned around in the direction of the handgun fire. And the people chasing him, which included one of his victims, Mr. Rosenbaum, he lunged at him. And in retaliation, Mr. Rittenhouse fired four times, shooting Mr. Rosenbaum in the head, which the video Ooh. shows. So that was the first incident. Um, okay. Yeah, he shot him in the head. And then the second incident, he... Um, seems he like makes a phone call according to the video and then flees the scene so he's running and then he trips to the ground while he's like running away from the scene and then he fires four shots as people come after him while he's laying on the ground one appears to be hit in the chest what and falls to the ground another one is hit in the arm and runs away and that is the man that survived um and so he mixes in at least like 16 other gunshots um at the ring of the time so like no one really knows what it was because a lot of people are shooting oh so right it was, really was just chaotic. a lot yeah. yeah it was a lot so the victims included 36 year old joseph rosenbaum 26 year old anthony Huber and gage Grosskreutz, 26 who actually survived the shot he's the one who got shot in wow so that was okay. intense and yes this is the real kicker so um the real thing that people are like really talking about is mm-hmm. how he he after he shot all these people he walked by the police car uh-huh. without saying anything about the
1: people oh, that he shot okay so if it was out of self-defense i feel like he would have said something yeah because he would have been like oh my god i just shot these people out of self-defense because by walking away he
0: just makes himself look guilty yeah um and then the next day he just like went home and slept and then he was arrested and charged with five counts including first degree intentional homicide mm-hmm. but During the trial, he really defended himself saying that it was self-defense, that he was there with a medicine kit. How could he be trying to harm people if he was trying to help them? Like, all that stuff. And the judge acquitted him of all charges, meaning that he
1: didn't get charged
0: with anything. He will not do a single
1: charge. So even though he had, like, illegally purchased a gun and stuff. And shot three people. Okay, and I think one of the things that goes along with that is, like, white privilege because um i feel like if it were a person of color it no, might not yeah, have had the same outcome as we've seen from like a lot of previous cases yeah there's and i like think a, that's why someone, there's like, been a lot posted, of like a 12 year old boy like yeah. what was his name tamir i forget but i'm looking it up
0: but yeah basically what happened was people are really mad about this because they're sitting a lot of similar cases the black yeah, people have been like
1: tamir death. rice was like um i think he was 12 years old when he was shot um by police um, see, I did research on this a while ago, but I,
0: yeah, but basically, Mm, it's just, people are saying that, like, if it was a black person, which we've seen before, they would have Mm -hmm. been charged with a lot Mm -hmm. more, um, and so people are really mad, they said that the judge might have been biased, because he used some language, saying that the people he shot weren't victims, they were, like, uh, traitors or whatever, and I
1: think at the very least, he should have some charges, because he perched it Purchased it illegally, so he did break the law, regardless of whether or not it was self-defense. He shouldn't have had that in the first place. And, like, like, she should
0: have been charged for at least, like, third degree. By the way, first degree is, like, extreme murder, which means that it was planned out. Second degree means it was semi-planned out. And then third degree is
1: accidental, pretty much. Like, say, if you hit someone with a car on accident, yeah, that would be third degree. He should have been charged with at least third degree. Yeah. Or second degree. (laughs) And even
0: first degree, to be
1: honest. Yeah, I think, um,. At the very least, I would say, like, second degree, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway, that was I mean, really long, so. That's okay. <laughs> but, wow, well, yeah, it's definitely causing a lot of uproar, so yeah. pay attention to, like, the media and, like, what people are saying about it, because it's kind of important. Because it like... Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Everyone has something to say. All right, for sure. Okay, next one. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, so the next one is about the Turpin sisters and, um, or not the Turpin sisters, the Turpin children, because it's not all great. But um, two of the Turpin children, um, Jennifer and Jordan, recently spoke about their experiences with, like, severe abuse in their household. So, like, let's, like, dive into their story and talk about, like, what happened. So, the Turpin parents, um, Louise Turpin and David Turpin, they had 13 children, and they, like, abused their kids terribly. Like, it was really bad. Um, they would like chain them to their beds. they would starve them. Um, they had a torture room. Uh, let's go into like details, okay., so they shackled their children with padlocks and chains after one of them escaped. They would be chained up for months and were forbidden from showering more than once a year. They could only shower once a year. That's disgusting. Sometimes they couldn't even use the toilet. They had to go to the bathroom in their own bed and just lay there in chains. Yeah, um, that's awful. They were used to frequent beatings. Um, one of the girls said her mom tried to choke her and they like almost killed them. At times um, there was like human waste on the floor. They would be beaten if they washed their hands above the wrist because it amounted to them playing in the water. Um, they were not allowed to play with toys, but there were, like, packets of unopened toys, like, everywhere around the house, because the parents were, like, taunting them, and the kids would be starved. They were starved in Mount Norse so badly. They had, like, growth issues. Um, one of them was 29 years old, and she only weighed, like, 83 pounds. What which the is, like, heck? Yeah, this is terrible. Like, I can't even begin to explain. I, okay. They would-
0: Kudos to you for researching that,
1: because that's <laughs> insane. It was a, a little bit, like- hard for me to like research because i was like this is like who would do this to their children they even would leave out like slices of like pie and like food on the counter but they would be like the kids can't eat it so they would like eat well themselves like they would eat takeout in front of their kids and then just starve their kids do and, you like, like know when this started um this i think it was like their entire childhood like oh. one of the the kids aged from ages two to 29 years old the only one they didn't like abuse was the two-year-old oh. but um but like um like was this in the 2000s or like um so let's talk about the escape i'll keep talking about like this but then let's talk about like the escape of like how they escaped and how their story kind of came out okay so okay so yeah they were yeah they they had to like stay awake all night and sleep all day and it was like the weirdest thing um it was they didn't receive dental care like doctor care um they didn't receive proper education because some of them didn't even know like what a police officer was or what medication was um they were extremely isolated barely got to go outside Um, They call it the House of Horrors because it is, like, one of the known worst cases of abuse, like, ever. Um, So what happened is the oldest sibling, um, she decided she was going to try to escape and call the police. So she escaped out the window and she called the police and she said, some of my siblings are, like, chained to the bed and we're being abused and, like, I need help. So the police came. They found, um, they found the house. The house was, like, filthy and disgusting. It smelled of, like, dead animals and waste, like, human waste. There were children, oh. like, chained to a bed. Um, so all the children, they brought them to the hospital, and then the parents um, were charged, and they're facing, I think, 25 years to life in prison. They should get life. Yeah, in- definitely. So let's talk about, okay, so the, the mom, whose name is Louise Turpin, she grew up in a very bad living situation and her sister actually spoke out out about it she's like I can't believe my sister would like do this to our own children but if anything caused it I think it was like her childhood that like kind of messed her up from the beginning so when Louise Turpin was a child her grandfather would like sexually abuse her and her mom would like bring them like drive them to their grandpa's house and then get paid for basically like selling her kids to their grandpa for like like that which is like what in the hell (laughs) (laughs) This is the most, like, probably one of the most messed up things I've ever, like, heard about, like, ever, just because, in also, I forgot to add, the kids, sometimes, they would, like, put them in, like, cages, like, dog kennels, and, like, lock them in cages. It was disgusting. Yeah, so, um, two of the siblings decided to speak out about, like, the abuse in their story, um and like kind of what they had to go through because they they went through a lot and they were extremely like detached from the world um a lot of them have like heart issues and like a lot of issues like growth issues some of them did not not like grow correctly like developmentally physically or mentally because of like being abused and like malnourished um yeah it was it was really really bad um the oldest sibling said the only way she knew like, the only word she knew to describe it was hell, like, that's the only word she could use to describe that's, it. Why would you um, even have children? if I don't understand to do why you would have 13 children, like, that's, in one of the kids says he still has, like, nightmares from, like, watching his siblings go through that and, like, going through that himself, Aww. um, but then one of the girls said, like, the first time, like, when we got, when we were free and, like, escaped, like, I realized, like, we like went to a park and I got to smell like the fresh air and it was like amazing because she had never like been outside you know like that and it was just like and the saddest thing about this is that um, one of the sisters said that apparently they used the Bible to explain their behavior. So they said they love to point out things in deutre- I I deuteronomy. 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 I don't know deuteronomy. 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 Saying that quote, we have the right to do this to you. They even said they had the right to write the right to kill their kids if they didn't listen. I'm surprised they didn't. Honestly. Yeah, they 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 came really close to killing their kids. Some of the kids said they thought they were going to die. Um, so a lot of people have raised money for the kids like fifty thousand dollars were raised for their care. 500? Um, no, fifty thousand. That's a dollars No, fifty thousand. That's five hundred. Fifty thousand? Five hundred? No. Or five hundred thousand, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying okay. I thought you were saying 500. Okay, yeah, I'm wrong. You know what I, mean. I thought you were saying <laughs> Okay, there is 500 okay, 500,000. Yeah, I'm delusional. Sure. Um But, yeah, the parents pleaded guilty to charges of child endangerment, torture, false imprisonment, and more. Um, But the saddest part is five of the younger kids, um, after they were freed from, like, this awful household, they were sent to foster homes where there were accusations of child abuse, even in those foster homes, and charges were filed um, against, like... That's the thing with the foster system. There's a lot of, like... Yeah, it's, like, I I just wish, like, I want them to have a good life because, obviously, they have such, like unimaginable trauma that's like I, I can't even begin to like imagine that because like I don't know I just can't that's even. awful it's terrible anyway you go <gasps> to- yeah okay. okay so the next I think was
0: like super big in pop culture and it's honestly really interesting okay. and really sad but World. <laughs> so this is one of the biggest scandals in pop culture yet okay Travis Scott which is a famous rapper many of you all probably know him. Um, so he held an Astroworld Music Festival in Houston, Texas at NRG Park on Friday, November 5th. So this event was said to have attendance over 50,000 people, not 500,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see how it is. Anyway, it's said to have. Um, Like, 50,000 people. So, basically, it was, like, an open, like, grass area. And there wasn't, like, a lot of barriers or boundaries or seating, which is, like, kind of, like... It, it just turned in, it's kind of supposed to be, like, a rave, essentially, where there would just be, oh, like, groups of people. Okay. So, basically, what happened was, like, randomly at around 9.30, everyone started to push and shove towards the front of the stage, and everyone started being hoarded at the front. So, the people started to, like, be compressed, which were co- which caused, like, restrictive breathing. Um. Mm-hmm. Someone even said mm-hmm. that, like... Uh, uh, someone who attended the concert, Alex, Alexis Galvin said, once he started, all hell broke loose. All of what happened is to be 50,000 people ran up to the front, compressing everyone with little air available. Luckily, I have mosh pit experience and I'm six feet tall so I could breathe, but others weren't so fortunate. So that's really scary. But... It was.
1: And I heard about this. Like I'm yeah. just not realizing you're talking about yeah. what, something I've heard about. But... Yeah,
0: exactly. And so um as a result of this, people were like barricades were broken, people were trampled, uh, videos were made of like people storming it and like people literally being trampled. Like, like it
1: was intense. It was bad, like, it was
0: really bad. There yeah. was even, like, a video of a woman who went up to, like, the cameraman, and she was trying to tell them that someone was, like, dead, and they needed to stop the concert, but they wouldn't listen. Like, the staff wouldn't I listen.
1: Mean, do you think that could happen at a concert? Like, yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah, and, like, they didn't listen, which is super awful, number one yeah so as a result of all this 25 people were hospitalized eight were confirmed dead on november 5th ninth victim died on november 10th and a the 10th victim which was a nine-year-old who had had a, a coma induced by this died
1: on november 14th i just like to think that they were just like innocently going to a concert and they like I feel like this stuff shouldn't happen. Like, yeah, we need to be more careful. I feel like
0: especially the security should have listened to the people saying oh, that people yeah. are dying. Yeah. Like, I, this makes if someone tells you someone, tells you to someone to are pension. dying,
1: even if you don't believe them, you have to go check. Like, that's just human it's recently. kind of on you to go check. Like, like if they're trying to get help from you. Definitely.
0: Like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Okay. So um, I, besides this nine year old, there's also a 16 year old Brianna Rodriguez and 14 year old John Hil- Hilgert. Um. So many of these things about like were unclear, but there's also like a rumor that someone was walking around and stabbing and injecting people with narcotic drugs. Oh, so what? they actually do. Authorities said like a rumor to have a report that an officer was like reaching over to restrain or uh, grab a citizen and felt a prick on her neck. And when the officer was examined, he was unconscious, and medics administered Narcan, which is like oh. a, given to people who are like suspected of get going on opioid overdose, which is, like, a deadly drug that's a painkiller, but if you overdose Jeez. on it, you could die. So dark. Like, yeah. Um. And this isn't even everything that went down. This is just, like, the bare minimum. And because yeah. of this, they're, Travis Scott and his team are facing 177 lawsuits.
1: Oh. Which is oh. really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, this it's stuff- kind of, It's his fault, though, so- This stuff should not freaking happen at a concert, like- I, I don't know like it didn't happen anyway, yeah, like, anywhere, anywhere anywhere contrary. anywhere but like there's so many dark news updates this week I, I mm, and it's um,
0: actually like to like kind of respond to that he Travis Scott was gonna like compensate families for all funeral costs but I think there's also like a thing in it that he makes them sign like if if he is gonna pay for like all these like compensation things uh.
1: then you can't file a lawsuit against him. So. that's sneaky i don't
0: yeah, know.
1: i don't like it but... i don't like that and also like just paying for funeral costs isn't gonna fix the fact that like yeah i would definitely do a lawsuit over funeral costs. oh like... yeah yeah for sure because it's like th- i would want to get like some level of like justice back, yeah you know? anyway that was <sighs> oh that's terrible i'm sorry yes okay um next one is another kind of terrible one okay so a uh, pennsylvania is teen uh, Pennsylvania teen is shot and a video that was just released, um, shows he had his hands up, like, when he was shot, mm. so let's talk about this, so a Pennsylvania teen, his, whose name was Christian Hall, he's a Chinese-American, by the way, mm. um, he was in the middle of a mental health crisis, um, and, uh, he was, he had experienced depression, and he was standing over a ledge of a highway um near stroudsburg pennsylvania it didn't like explicitly say this in the article i'm reading but i'm pretty sure he was trying to commit suicide because he was standing over the ledge um troopers with the pennsylvania start uh state police tried to talk to him like they were trying to get him down from the ledge like hey we can talk to you we can work this out you don't have to do this um but then they backed away when they saw what they thought to be a firearm, but it was actually like a realistic pellet gun. So oh. pellet guns, I don't know if they're deadly, but they're definitely less deadly than like actual guns. I don't, guns. Think, they're I don't think they're like dangerous that like I don't think they're super dangerous or anything. Yeah. But um videos, um videos showed that Christian Hall had his hands in the air for 15 seconds when he was shot. So basically, um like the police officers were like, oh yeah, like, get down, like, it's okay, we can talk this through, and then they saw he had a gun, and they backed away, and they're like, put the gun down, and he didn't, but he put his hands up, like, you know, like this, when you're like, oh yeah, you know, like, when the police tell you, put your hands up, it's kind of like a sign of, like, surrender, and he had his hands up in the air for 15 seconds, and they shot them when his hands were in the air, and the reason people are so mad about this is because, like, they felt that him putting his hands in the air, even though he didn't put the gun down, was still a show of, like, surrender. Like, I I won't hurt you. But they still shot him, even though his hands were up. So, um, he crumpled to the ground immediately. Um, yeah. So, the shooting actually took place on December 30th of 2020, but just now, that footage, like, it was blurred out, the end of, like, when his hands were up and they shot him, but, like, now they were able to, like, get that footage. So, um... So state police troopers from outside the local barracks investigated the killing and turned those findings over to the Monroe County District Attorney who said it was justified because he said the lives of the troopers on scene were in danger. But there are a lot of protests now from activists who, like, questioned why they had opened fire on the teenager um, who, you know, appeared to be suicidal and needed help and had his hands in the air. Um, And Hall's parents are actually suing the troopers who shot their son. Um, Christian's father said, quote, I would like to see an unbiased investigation take place. I personally would like to see these police officers brought up on charges. So, yeah. That's tight. Yeah. Last update. It's going to be a little short and sweet because we've kind of gone over time. But (laughs) the
0: first two news updates were really long. But they were really good. They were good. They were important. I can't say. We're just (laughs) stuck. Right. Anyway, (laughs) this last update is super important for the Democratic Party, and it is that the Build Back Better Act has been passed. So this is the um the build the biden's build back better plan which is a two trillion dollar package that makes historic investments in family leave universal pre-care lower like drug costs um climate action and health care and that was like the like part of the infrastructure deal we're talking about like a lot Mm -hmm. so this is a huge huge plan um and they Mm -hmm. were really struggling to get it passed but the house of representatives earlier this week passed it and the vote was uh 220 to 213 with one democrat going against them and every single republican in opposition. Oh, it's <laughs> kind of sad cuz I oh. felt like you should have gotten at least a couple republicans, but I mean yeah. they did what they wanted to do. So, this was like a uh, really important to fill a bunch of like of Biden's promises during his campaign, um especially to do like healthcare federal safety net for families and low-income workers as well as climate change um and he really banked on the fact that like he's not raising taxes for anyone below like who is making below four hundred thousand dollars a year which is Mm -hmm. like something that he was really kind of trying to implement so along with this i'd like to share two little newsies like, that I really, like, love. Okay. Okay, so we talked about Elijah McClain oh, so yes. much. Um, yes. He, if you want to learn more about his story, listen to our Black Lives Matter episode. We yeah, talked, we talked a lot face. about him
1: and his story,
0: which was His story yeah. is super sad. Super and Super sad. Awful, he was but... such a good person. Anyway, they, Aurora, Colorado, is paying Elijah McClain's family $15 million to settle the lawsuit That's over his good. death. Which is yeah. good for the family. Of
1: course, it can never replace him. Never. But... Cause it's better but I think it's like a step towards saying like hey like that was wrong and we know it was wrong like you know it's definitely it's it's a kind of like a small form of justice yeah. yeah not necessarily justice but i think just a way of yeah like not justice. kind of like kind of like being like we can like make sure this doesn't happen again like we can make sure like yeah, yeah.
0: just to show his family that like what happened was wrong and that they care yeah i
1: think just knowing that just like, a small way it was really, wrong i mean yeah. of course it can never take nothing back can like take back what happened but, but yeah
0: yeah yeah, And the next one is that the CDC officially recommended Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for all adults on Friday, Oh, right. which is I great. Saw that. This followed the mm-hmm. FDA's recommendation. Yeah, actually, um, my dad has gotten the booster. My dad has too. Yeah. Um, and
1: yeah. So Alright. Get your so, boosters, y'all. Yeah, I mean, if you can, like, yeah, if, if you you're, can. like, two years old, then, like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> maybe not. But, um, thank you so much for listening. Keep tuned for the second half. half we have a lot of important topics like COVID stuff yes. and rape cases, so like please keep tuned. Thank you. Bye. Back from the Hello. <laughs> but that was long. Okay, okay. Anyways, we're gonna try to make this slightly quicker than the first half because that was like a little bit long, but it was, so, it was great. It was great. Let's great. hope it was great at least. <laughs> to me, it was. <laughs>
0: i thought it was but like
1: you may differ your opinions may differ okay first update is about oh i'm looking at the wrong one it is
0: about austria it is about
1: austria okay if you don't know austria is a country in europe but you probably know that sounds but like was... mini
0: australia to
1: me. yeah no i was typing it out and i accidentally typed in australia instead of Austria. it just
0: reminds me of like a tiny version of australia
1: It's nothing like Australia. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. Anyways, so Austria mandates vaccines and goes into lockdown, which causes a lot of protests. I mean, what do we expect? Yeah. So tens of thousands of protesters began protesting on Saturday after the Austrian government announced a nationwide lockdown beginning Monday to fight COVID. Um, This is the first lockdown in Europe this year in fa- in the fall like in fall of europe this so far um and austria is the first country in europe to mandate covid vaccines in the mandation of these vaccines will take place on february 1st and i think this is a huge like huge big like step in yeah because it's kind of like so far, we've been like mandating businesses and workers, but now this is like pretty much everyone who's eligible. I'm kind of against it, I feel like it's a little <sighs> bit of a violation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I totally think you should get vaccinated, but uh-huh. I feel like, um, this is too much because at least yeah. with the
0: businesses, you have a choice to quit your job, but in this, it's like you, it's
1: I like... just feel like if the rules were reversed, it was someone else and like I didn't support it, then I would be mad about it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I feel like. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed feelings about it. But so, um, yeah, there were a lot of protests, like obviously, um, yeah. um, and actually, protests took place in er- places in areas like Croatia, Switzerland, Ireland, and the Netherlands. And, um, Austria health minister Wolfgang Muckstein said Friday that schools and kindergartens would remain open during the national lockdown. So the national lockdown could like could take place for like 10 days but it could also go up to 20 days they're not sure like it just depends because austria has seen um the deaths per day have tripled and intensive care units are reaching their capacity so they're cracking down on it um so the lockdown basically means you can only re leave your house for like specific reasons and necessities like grocery store shopping exercising Basically, like you can't have like a party with like five hundred people, you yeah. know, stuff like that. I feel so- like the lockdown sounds a lot worse than it is. Yeah, I know. we we all experienced it. I think yeah I yeah think. We have. um and it wasn't as like it's not like super severe because you can still go like outside on a walk it's yeah. not like you can never leave your house and yeah. it's only for like 10 to 20 days not like an entire year so like yeah, yeah. so the government will make vaccinations mandatory mandatory starting february 1st so currently not quite city 66 percent of people living in austria which consists of 8.9 I think million people i just put 8.9 people <laughs> i think i yeah, meant million, yeah. million i don't know A million, but are no. vaccinated um this is one of the lowest rates in western europe so like eh. yeah. so the march on saturday like the protest for this started off at vienna's held in plot square protesters moved around shouting resistance blowing whistles um they made signs saying like my body my choice and we're standing up for our kids Um, some posters even said stuff like control the borders not your people and a lot of the people involved in the protest were like extreme far right people and people involved in like political movements that were very far right Um, 35,000 protesters actually participated in protests around the city which is a pretty big chunk of people I would say Um, some protesters were detained because they threw bottles and like beer cans and like fired like fireworks at the police Um, the police have to use like pepper spray to disperse the crowd um yeah, so Freedom Party leader Herbert Kickle. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right. That's how I did But the Freedom Party is like a very right like movement. So um he recently he's like the leader of it and he tested positive for COVID-19 and he appeared via video denouncing what he called quote totalitarian measures from a government quote that believes it should think and decide for us. So in Italy 3000 people protested the use of green passes. So green passes are like documents that prove that a person is vaccinated so like if you want to get into like a restaurant or a theater or a gym you need to have a green pass basically um in northern ireland people protested the requirement of vaccine passports and some even like compared the covid restrictions to restrictions imposed during nazi germany which is like way too far to like compare those things because they're like they're they're very different yeah and in the netherlands it got really violent at least several people were hurt in rotterdam during a Covid nineteen protest. Mayor Ahmed Abudaleb told reporters in the early hours of Saturday morning that, quote, on a number of occasions the police felt it necessary to draw their weapons to defend themselves. Um, Yeah, so currently in the Netherlands, seventy percent of people are vaccinated, but the country has seen like a big spike in Covid um, cases. So like protesters got really heated. They like threw bikes, motorized scooters, and like other stuff. Um, Seven people were arrested because they like set fire to the streets. So. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, things are getting heated. Yes, okay, so that was intense. Uh, yes. Next one
0: is also intense, by yes. the way. They're all intense. So this is something that I feel like is really important to talk about, and so this yeah. is a case of peng shui. I hope I say that right. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but... Basically, Peng Shui was a 35-year-old ch- Chinese tennis player and former mm-hmm. world doubles number one. So, like, in the doubles tennis, she was, like, number one, which is insane. So, she's won several titles. She's earned 25 titles in her career, and she's really good, basically. She's a great tennis player. Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, earlier this month, uh, Peng Shui, Shui, Shui I don't know. I'm going to call her Peng Shui. Okay. I should have researched this. I do you know to why I didn't it figure it really out. Quickly? How do you... I, I, I spent so much time on this true. news update, and I didn't Is it didn't like even... that? No, it's... Shu... I think it's Shuai. Okay.
1: I'll just do a pronounce for the... Like, just continue. Yeah, now. anyway.
0: So, um, basically what happened was she accused Zhang Gaoli, a f- former high-ranking Chinese government official, of sexual assault... So, Mm -hmm. in Chinese, a lot of, uh, not in Chinese, in In China, China. (laughs) a lot of, um, like, social media platforms are restricted, so they have different platforms than we do. So, she wrote on, like, a social media post on Weibo, which is one of their forms of social media, that Zhang forced her into doing things with him, despite repeated refusals. And she wrote that she had a relationship with Zhang that was intermittent Mm -hmm. for 10 years while he was married. So oh, gosh, she said that he invited her to play tennis with him at her his house with with his wife and abused okay.
1: her what? while his wife stood guard at the door. Okay, that's <laughs> messed up in so many different ways. Yeah.
0: If this is like true, which of course we want to believe the woman, the woman have a right to speak out about their things. Yeah. Then okay, the poor wife must have been super brainwashed by him. Yeah. To, like, stand guard while he's abusing someone? <laughs>
1: Uh, wait, did she know about the abuse?
0: Yeah, she was standing guard. Oh my god. At the door god.
1: while he was abusing wait. them. Wait. Okay, yeah, she was either brainwashed or she was like a part of it, and she was messed, messed up too. Like I don't yeah. know either one. But or like... brainwashed, so she became a part of it. Yeah. I you, I, anyway, I don't know what happened? So like...
0: basically, um, she said that she doesn't have much proof because Zhang was like ultra cautious because if you oh. in the Communist Party in China, because China is a Communist Party, we'll do an episode mm. about communism later. But yeah, it's a Communist Party, and that's a specific, very strict form of government. Yeah, and infidelity is such a like a very very big issue in the communist party and he would definitely be expelled if he was caught
1: so yeah
0: she said she didn't have proof but the post was removed within 20 minutes of her um and she also had a verified account but chinese government is doing as much as it can to kind of like cover this case yeah and they're like deleting all like, the reposts and they're really oh. trying to cover it in every way possible but people mm-hmm. are still going crazy about it oh yeah. so Chairman and CEO of the Women's Tennis Association, Steve Simon, says that she is safe from sources. Um, they're really concerned about her, though, because she hasn't had a public sighting since. She oh. has. And there's been rumors of, like, videos of her, but no one really confirmed it. Wait, do you think she could have been, like? I don't know. Ooh. They say she's safe. But, like, the Simon says but... from sources that she's safe. But okay, um, Serena so. Williams and Naomi Osaka, which are, like, top women's tennis players spoke out about the situation many people are speaking out um Mm. but if Derek finds out that there is something deeper going on um the WTA said that if at the end of the day we don't see appropriate results from this we will be prepared to take the step that does not operate our business in China if that's what it comes to says Simon the CEO so yeah that that's really intense they're really trying to figure out like trying to make sure he's safe and steve simon especially is like doing everything he can to sort of like find out about her they've tried to contact her in so many different ways as well but she just hasn't responded
1: what oh that's kind of scary i hope she's doing well because like you know when someone speaks out about that some people could like try to silence them if you know yes. what i mean which who I mean. mafia that's, type ways yeah like bad, bad bad anyway okay so um the next update is about a cal- california couple vanishing after stealing covid19 funds so the couple richard avazian and his wife marietta Terabelian. R- t- sorry about these names today, were facing prison for their role in a huge COVID relief fraud scheme. Um, They actually cut off their electronic tracing bracelets and fled their home, leaving their three teenage children. Ouch. Oh. Ouch to those children. I'm sorry. Yeah, But the FBI is offering a $20,000 reward for information leading to their arrest. They actually left a typewritten note for their children who are, like, ages 13, 15, and 16, and they said, quote, well, we will be together again one day. That's this is crazy. not... Yeah, it is, it is. This is not a goodbye, but a brief break from each other. Okay. So the parents have still not been found by the FBI despite searching for months. Not good. Um, but this didn't stop one judge from sentencing the wife, um, who's 43 year old, or no, 37 years old, and the husband who's 43 years old in absent in absentia to 17. 17- in six years in prison sorry that was really confusing so absentia is like if you like say she's like sentenced them even though they weren't physically there because oh, obviously yeah. they're like hiding but like she was still able to sentence them okay. so the husband got 17 years and i think the wife got six years in prison so the parents along with many other people carried out this elaborate scheme where they sold 20 million dollars in covid relief funds that was meant for small businesses so basically um They use fake or, like, stolen identities, some of them for, like, names of dead people who had died, like, years ago and, like, foreign exchange students who left the (laughs) U.S. And they, like, submitted fake applications to over 150 federal pandemic relief funds. And they submitted fake identity documents and fake tax forms and payroll records to lenders. Like, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, And they use this money to... They literally use the money to buy, like, mansions in California cities and diamonds and expensive furniture. Like... Seriously? So they abandoned their children to buy literally. Yeah. So when they were convicted, they have to forfeit like the houses and the luxury items and the bank accounts in around four hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash. Um are they convicted? Yeah. Well, so here's what happened. So they were like, I think they were like charged. And then they like fled, and now they're like being sentenced, but they're not actually like there, so they don't know where here. they are. Yeah, they don't. But they're still—they've avoid- been searching for them since. Okay, the day. but they they're were, still
0: like- able to take back their houses, even if
1: they're not. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah, I think they took back their houses when they were first charged, and then oh, they fled. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they fled, so they've been fleeing for three months, and they still haven't found them. But now, like. As of, I don't know when it happened, but really, really, really recently, probably, like, a day ago, was when they sentenced them to, like, they made the actual, like, 17 years and, like, okay. six years. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so Ryan L. Corner, a special agent in the IRS's criminal investigation office, said, quote, When our nation was at its most vulnerable, these individuals thought only about lining their own pockets. These sentences reflect the seriousness of these crimes. And I, like, completely agree. Like, taking advantage of such a vulnerable situation is, like, wrong. and." many levels um the farewell note also made a reference reference to like threats that the parents are facing um something about like how they're trying to like leave to avoid danger because there are a lot of other people involved in the scheme so like if those other people didn't want them to talk about how they were involved they could silence them you know as we talked about in the past update so they're they're obviously running because they're being charged but they're also running i think to like keep themselves safe so mm, yeah bad interesting right. last one people am i right what is seriously
0: it like, like, so like... desert your children Can we have good people it's one thing mm. to like counterfeit and like steal yeah, money and bad. like covid
1: relief funds but it's another thing to ditch your children yeah, too bye bye we'll meet again one day <laughs> that's really <like>, creepy anyway <laughs> anyway so our last one is
0: actually something that's also been on the news breaking news am i right anyway Ooh. so <laughs> Oklahoma ju- or Oklahoma governor grants Julius Jones clemency before execution. Oh. So before we start, clemency is a mechanism for like granting someone who's like um charged with a criminal mm. offense uh for like Relief, So, they're so basically like, they're lessening not, their sentence.
1: Okay, so they won't get death penalty, right? Am I, I right mean, clemency, c- it could go for different things. Okay. um, So, it yeah. could be- But, like, in this case, would it be, like, he was going to be executed and get death penalty, yeah. but he's not going to? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, clemency is basically just- a
0: relief from a criminal offense whether it was a sentence or like a punitive measure whatever makes sense so julius jones was a 41 year old and he was facing execution after nearly two decades on death row so that means he was waiting his execution for two decades um he was convicted in a 1999 fatal shooting of paul hollow which is a businessman from an affluent oklahoma city suburb So, Howell was 45, and he returned home from a shopping trip with his two daughters and sister, Megan Toby, when he was shot during a carjacking in in his parents' driveway. So, um, Toby, which was Howell's sister, testified that she distinctly remembers seeing Jones shoot her brother in front of his two young daughters, which is... Oh jeez! Yeah. So he was sentenced to execution at 4 p.m. this past Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has pleaded not guilty on the charges for the two decade or the yeah the two decades that he has been on death row. Um, uh-huh. but so like they he, wait, he was scheduled for his execution now. Um, on 4 p.m. So the only way to stop the execution is if the Oklahoma governor wanted to stop it which is like something in Oklahoma they have a rule where like the, only the governor can stop it. So in Oklahoma the governor has the power to accept, reject or modify new recommendations by the uh, pardon and parole board to grant someone like um freedom from execution or death mm-hmm. row. So there's a lot of pressure on Stitt to make this decision, which is the governor, and yeah. it was just a really hard decision for him, mm-hmm. but ultimately, the board, which was, like, the parole board, recommended that he would be computed to, like, life with the possibility of parole, mm-hmm. and parole is, like, the, if you have good behavior, you can be released early. Yeah, it's
1: basically, like, you have to, like, follow certain, like, rules, but you can be released. Yeah,
0: Um. so he, like, deferred action, saying that he would wait till the clemency hearing to, like make a decision so on november 1st they voted in Jones's favor to like stop the execution and um have the chance of parole so stit granted clemency meaning that he excused him from the execution just five hours before he was scheduled to be executed oh, God! Yeah. Yeah, that was, must have been super heart-wrenching but anyway He's, yeah. He changed his sentence to life in prison without chance of parole. So, mm-hmm. some people are mad about this because they said that he should have gotten chance of parole, but they just didn't do it. But it's still a victory for them. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think it's kind of, like, still a step up from, like, being executed, at least. Like. Yeah.
0: Um. So, there was actually, like, a Justice for Julius petition for the Julius Jones on Change.org, yeah. alleging that Jones's trial attorney did not adequately defend him and that there was explicit racial bias played in the process. Saying that if a white person would do it, he would be way less penalized, mm-hmm. and it garnered more than six million signatures, which is a lot. But mm-hmm. um, some some are really mad that he didn't have parole, but most people are just super happy that he just didn't get sentenced to death. So actually, Oklahoma has been known for having a really strict death penalty. I think it was like the third highest death penalty in the country. Oh wow. So this is a good for Jones's team.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah okay so we've had like a lot of heavy you know updates this week yeah but hopefully they were interesting and hopefully you learned a lot and i think it's important you know to like learn about these and just be aware because i think it's like yeah i heard a quote the other day that was like children these
0: days are like glass and we need to like expose them to the sun so they don't like break (laughs) away or something i don't know oh it was like wait in there i I don't know i need to find it it was on like new york times (laughs) but it was really cool and i just think it's important to just kind of like expose oh yeah here she said when we were kids we had the freedom to learn and find out things for ourselves Mm -hmm. now i believe we see children as if they were made of crystal
1: which oh, yes, so like, really protecting agree. them like they're a crystal. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that.
0: But sometimes crystals only grow under pressure. Yes. No, isn't it diamonds? Crystals, too. Okay, it's the
1: same thing. Diamonds
0: <laughs> only grow under pressure. <laughs> yes. So, I feel like it's important to know what's happening in the world in order to do something about it. Even though it's so take action.
1: and. Oh. Take action, guys. Do what you can that's our final message for the day yes. that's our so good news. we're trying Take to be action. inspirational hopefully we're achieving it i don't know if we are but yeah. <laughs> anyways have an amazing week happy thanksgiving you know after you hear about this i hope like you're grateful because like after like doing research yeah. on these i'm like oh my gosh like i'm so lucky to like you know yeah like, exactly so um and i think it's just really important because knowledge leads to action and
0: that's what we're trying to do here. So, yes. like, so take action in some an And enjoy your Thanksgiving. Oh, also, but we, won't be, forget, um, we won't be posting on Friday this week because it's Thanksgiving. And we just yeah. decide everyone, just go have fun on Black Friday. Just go have fun. Plus, we don't have
1: a topic <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, so. so. like um follow us on our social media. It'll be linked in the bio. Check out our website. We are underscore youth.org. Um, um, we email us if you have any questions. DM us. Uh, let us know suggestions. Follow our um, podcast. Feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing week. And stay tuned. Bye.